0: Technorama episode 731 for January 3rd, 2023. Wait, what episode is this? 731, 5, 4, <laughs> 3, 2, 1. Rent's due <laughs> or like the old Bullwinkle show or brought to you by Steve Willie. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Techno It's a new year and we are happy to be here. This that's is the right. show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci fi, and all things geek. And if you're new to the show, welcome. It's 2024.
1: I know. It's amazing. We've been around
0: it? for almost 19 years. Although, yes, that's one like of the things I'm looking forward good. to this year. I like to think the show has gotten a little bit better over the years. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad. Hey, did you stay up till midnight? Um yes, but not voluntarily. Not voluntarily. No. We we were celebrating with some friends and at ten o'clock we watched the ball drop in New York. So we came home after that and mm-hmm. just did a few chores like put the dishes away and whatnot. <laughs>
1: oh. And I looked
0: at my watch and I went, It's quarter to twelve. Yeah. And in this neighborhood, <laughs> neighborhood being Phoenix, right? We have a lot of people that like to light off fireworks and shoot their guns. It was oh yeah. So prolific. Craig, this was the worst year ever. It wasn't just like, bam, 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 bam. bam. It sounded like an aquarium, the way the audio was bouncing around. It was like, bam, 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 bam. Look out the window, and you could see flashes of light, like a lightning storm. It was so bright Mm -hmm. and so close. Whatever it was, everybody was doing it. And I went, really? I started to get nervous because you've got all these weekend possibly intoxicated celebrators <laughs> that are lighting off yeah. fireworks going mm-hmm. in every which direction i was literally afraid that my house was going to burn down by some jack wagon a block over you know oh just, yeah it i wasn't outside so i wasn't too concerned about people shooting their guns in the air which i'm sure there were and maybe oh. i'm being the crouchy old man but is this the <laughs> best way we can celebrate the new year is by lighting off a bunch of dangerous <laughs> uh-huh. works while intoxicated? Well,
1: well, you know, there's always the question about my dogs. You know, one of my dogs, yeah, cannot stand gunfire in the distance, or much less any fireworks that you can hear. Um, and so, uh, she was okay last night because Kim had gone to bed early. Has a, you know, a fan going in the room, so there's some white noise. But I know uh, that she was upset because you could hear those fireworks. I went outside and i watched my neighbors there. It was like a bunch of stuff going off. Just like you said. Um, and then I saw a story speaking of, I, I thought the same thing that you said, I was thinking how many bottle rockets am I going to find sitting on top of my car? You know, that yep. just went somewhere, but to your point in was it Wilmington? Uh, one of the beaches on North Carolina, uh, some sand dunes, uh, the dunes got on fire. You know, because of the not, not, okay, that the know.
0: sand caught on fire. Right? No, no, no. Didn't tell you no, no. wrong. <laughs>
1: no, there's, you know, they got it's not got foliage on it, whatever it is. But yeah, that caught on fire. So people were shooting them off on the beach, and I guess yes. one went, one went wayward,
0: and yeah, I so. I so wanted to just grab like a brick of firecrackers and head out at seven a.m. this morning and light them off. <laughs> <You> know, take <laughs> that, you Marked idiot! Mark the houses.
1: I mean, I like fireworks until. I don't
0: now uh, not so much as you I can't used to. done it like not you are right a lot of people were I was watching nextdoor.com and a lot of people were saying this terrifies my my pets yeah um, Todd yeah. wasn't too bad and I I put on the uh, Bluetooth sleep band and nodded off to sleep <laughs> about 15 minutes after midnight so yeah. it didn't really bothered me but I I was losing sleep more of the nervousness of a fire hazard That's well what to
1: my to my neighbors uh, I'm not sure who was firing them off, but the, I think it was like a just the street over. To their point, to their credit, it got quiet after that initial, you know, blast at midnight. So I was fine with that. You know, I'm okay. But same time, I'm like, really? Do we have to
0: do all this? Tell you what, next year, New Year's Eve, we'll go up to your mountain house. It'll be nice and quiet, away from everybody. <laughs> well. You might still hear some uh, up there. We've been up there. It's nothing, nothing like the din we had last night.
1: No, uh, Lake lure, which we, we took you there, uh, on the back side of our, uh, the mountain at our house, um, they had, they shoot off fireworks. And when we were at home last year, uh, at the mountain house, you could hear yeah. them in the distance, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So yeah, and there's nobody over there shooting fireworks off in my house. So better not there's a lot of leaves and stuff there
0: grouchy old man what are you supposed to do shoot at these people you'd never hear them if you wanted to get away (laughs) with like a shooting spree that was your time yeah right no one would even know
1: no (laughs) that's what when you said shooting guns i was thinking oh this is the
0: time everybody's getting rid of their family members they didn't want it's like when you're (laughs) driving past the dump that's the time to let one rip
1: yeah (laughs) hold on yeah right my cat's doing something over here. I don't know what.
0: Okay, well, happy, happy New Year, cat. Yeah. All right, we have some feedback from our last episode. Let me bring it yes, up while we play yeah. the music. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Every day?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Except for today, it's a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, letters.
0: I love those letters. Let's
1: find out what you got to
0: say. Oh, boy. Mailman.
1: Mail
0: today. Our question of the week last week was, yes. what treasures that we know 100% actually existed still have not been found? Mm. Sweet Steve London writes in with a typical very long answer. He says, define treasure. <laughs> Good answer. Define treasure. Uh, one man's garbage might be another man's treasure. I mm-hmm. have a treasure somewhere in deep storage at my parents. Two unopened Magic the Gathering starter decks from 93 or 94. Wow. He said he got them in early 94 and never started to play. They may yet to be found or lost to legend. Or no one will ever know.
1: Well, it's too bad because you could play with my son. He He plays magic a good bit.
0: Do you have anything like that that you felt was very valuable in your childhood and you wish you knew where it was today?
1: <laughs> yes, actually I, I do. Uh, I misspent youth. Well, I don't know about valuable, but I can tell you it was worth something to me. And I don't know <sighs> what happened was I, I had a storage room <laughs> yeah. in my twenties and as before cell phones were prevalent. And so, you know, I, I just missed the, uh, the bill or a call to, let me know I needed to pay my bill and I just let it slide. And, uh, that took the storage room and it had all my star Wars stuff from when I was a kid. And I can, I'm, I'm thinking one, it had a box full of all the original trading cards that you could buy. you know, it had gum in it, you know, in the little packs. Yep. Um, they were all open of course, but, uh, I had the blue, some of the green and, uh, different, uh, sets. And I had all those, Hoth set, all my action figures, gone. It's gone. My own
0: fault. It's my own fault. I had. I think it was my ninth or tenth birthday. My paternal no, excuse me, my maternal grandfather, mm-hmm. Grandpa Dick, gave me a 1929 silver dollar. Now it was it was turned into a keychain. So there was a. I think there was a. Is either a band around it or they drill a hole in the top and put a a you know keychain. All right little little chain with the with the d break ring. the law commit a commit a felony cutting in a i right. thought that was so cool and i think i entrusted my dad to hang on to it and i don't know whatever it ever went I, he, he he didn't have it later um and i just looked i said the current value of As of December, 2023, a walking Liberty half dollar from 1929 in circulated condition is worth between $11 and 75 cents and $515. Whoa. I'll, I'll go for one of the cheaper ones, drill a hole in and put a keychain on it if I want to replace that. But yeah, that was a nice little keepsake that my, that he gave me that Mm -hmm. I wish I knew where it was. Yeah. I've got,
1: I've got a coin. I think it's, uh, I gotta go look at it again. It's, um, it's a coin like that for, that was my grandfather's. I have it. I was given it was given to me.
0: I have a quarter from nineteen forty one, I believe it was. It's it's pretty worn smooth. It looks like <laughs> it's it's a around. shank. <laughs> it's a slug, yeah. Yeah, slug. Uh
1: now the one where my grandfather actually is in great shape and it's in a case. Uh you know, you open it up and it's like a um it's in a nice little case. I'll have to show you a picture sometime. That's cool. Yeah.
0: All right. What else did we have on here? Thank All you. Right, Steve. Steve- Stephen
1: Wishy says, whatever they've been looking uh, for in the History Channel TV show, the Curse (laughs) of the Oak Island. Is that the one where they're digging for the treasure?
0: I I see commercials for that, but I am not going to get suckered into that show because they're never going to find what they're looking for.
1: That's what it is, isn't it? They said it's pirate. And they were digging a tunnel, and they had supports and all kinds of... I'm like, is that show still going
0: on? (laughs) The Curse of Monkey Island. I don't know. I didn't. Oak block. Island, not Monkey Island. That's I a know. video game. That's what yeah. I'm, I'm. calling a Monkey Island because that's about all you're going to get out of this. Ah,
1: yeah.
0: uh Eric Miller says the Colossus of Rhodes. That's one of the ancient Seven Wonders of the ancient world. Hmm. You know, Library of Alexandria, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the Colossus of Rhodes. Mm. Yeah. I I thought that was lost and destroyed, but he's saying it's lost and we know existed and never found.
1: I guess Indiana talking-
0: Jones okay. on that. Okay. Now we're done with the Indiana Jones series. <laughs> He's retired. Dang it. He is. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mike Robinson says, depending on your definition of the words, no, and found, we're not talking about the biblical. No here. Uh, he says the Ark of the covenant, the Egyptian complex in the grand Canyon, mm. intelligent life. Yeah. We haven't found intelligent life. No, Intelligent life, not from earth, Convenience store coffee fit for human consumption. <laughs> it's a myth. It doesn't exist. Right. Engines that run on water. No. Nope. The real reason Firefly was canceled. These are good. Yeah, there's. it's out there somewhere. What happened to all the bodies of the giants they shipped to the Smithsonian? Where did the giants come from?
1: Hmm. I like uh, John Kratzer's uh, comment. He said common sense. Uh, right. I'd argue that was
0: but It hasn't been found.
1: I'll say I'd argue that's been gone a long time ago. Speaking <laughs> of Mike,
0: he says howdy's. Hey. Hey, Mike. All right. I've got a couple of comments over on my share. I shared this. Let's see what we have. View comments. Mike Stockman says, Santa's workshop. Right. We know that exists. Hmm. Uh Eric Miller also wrote in mind Great Library of Alexandria. Yeah, that were burned. Just I don't think we're going to find that. It burned. Yeah. Uh, Jack Mangan says the one ring. We know what happened to that. It got thrown yeah. back in Mount Doom.
1: Yeah. Back in the uh, Middle Ages. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got the,
0: the third age of Middle <laughs> Earth mixed up there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Weber Baker says the tomb of Alexander the Great. Oh, he's buried in Grant's tomb. That's easy enough. Lone guy's knight says the Jerusalem temple treasures as listed in the copper scroll found with the dead sea scrolls. Yeah. I want to, I'm really curious to know what's under the temple mount. If there's anything left of King Solomon's, uh, temple. Oh yeah. Well, but you know, you're not exactly about to go digging there, especially right now. No. <laughs> and, uh, my cousin, John said the treasures of the copper scroll. So ooh, some fascination in that. Yeah. Well, that's some good answers right here. Yeah. Good question. We'll have another one for you at the end of the show, so stick around. I don't even know what it is. I read it earlier. History time. Oh, right. Since we're talking about things lost to history. Yeah. It was uh this is on the scene in history for January third. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's January third
1: already. Yeah.
0: For twenty twenty-four. It's the third day of the year in case you can't figure out the Gregorian calendar by now, which means there are 363 <laughs> days remaining in the year because this right. is a leap year.
1: Yeah, get get your Christmas
0: shopping early. Get your fogo <laughs> stick out. It's a leap year. Or would that be <laughs> a <laughs> boxer? Morning, Didn't morning, it? morning. It was on this date in 1749 that the first issue of Berlingske, Denmark's oldest continually, oper- continually operating newspaper, was published.
1: And uh, in 2000-something, they closed it down. COVID. (laughs) Internet. (laughs) It was 154 years ago today that the construction work began on the Brooklyn Bridge in
0: New York. I sold that to so many people. No, no, somebody sold it to me. How'd that go? Yeah. We all bought one. January 3rd, 1957, the Hamilton Watch Company introduced the first electric watch in 1957. You couldn't go too far. No, it had an extension cord. cord. (laughs) And you have to remember to flip the switch between UK power and... Yeah, (laughs) that's
1: right. It was also on this date in 1977 that Apple Computer was incorporated. How about that?
0: The Mars Polar Lander was launched by NASA on this date in 1999. And 15 years ago,
1: the first block of the blockchain, of the decentralized payment system, Bitcoin, called the Genesis Block... Was established by the creator of the system, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto.
0: Captain Kirk, give
1: me the Genesis Block. <laughs> did you did you pass the Nakamoto? Uh...
0: <laughs> the Kobayashi Maru is that what you're going for? The Kobayashi Nakamoto. <laughs> that was that was the uh, runner-up version. The yeah, the Kobayashi Maru was the Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> then Satoshi Nakamoto was. Space Invaders. Starfleet command. Starfleet command. This is the Nakamoto.
1: Yeah, there was no com- there was no Klingons.
0: January third, twenty nineteen, Chung E four made the first soft landing on the far side of the moon. They found a Pink Floyd album. <laughs> yeah. No, that was the thing Yeah. Uh, no, what they really did is deployed the U two two. That's Y U T U dash two. U two two lunar <laughs> rover. Yeah different than... They didn't run
1: it by the marketing department.
0: (laughs) Happy birthday goes on this day to French geographer, ethnologist, linguist and astronomer, Antoine Thomas Dabidi. I hope that's close. He was born on this date in 1810. And Charles Piazzi Smith, Italian
1: Scottish astronomer and academic was born on that same date in 1819. English
0: writer, poet and philologist J.R.R. Tolkien was born on this date in 1892. There's two references to Lord of the Rings tonight. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. American businessman, co-founder of the Intel Corporation, Gordon Moore, was born 95 years ago today. He was later arrested for practicing without a law. You know, Moore's law. Yeah. American director, producer, and screenwriter, the man who created Battlestar Galactica, Glenn A. Larson, was born on this date in 1937.
1: And also on that same date in 1956, American, Aust- Aust- Australian, excuse me, <clears throat> actor, director, producer, and screenwriter,
0: Mel Gibson. Mad Max was born today? Yeah. American actress and mathematician, Danica McKellar, is 49 today.
1: And last but not least, Swedish environmentalist activist, Greta Thunberg. Uh, Thunberg, is Thunberg. Thunberg. I know her name. Thunberg. Greta Thunberg was born on the it's state in... It's
0: not Thunberg. It's Thungberg,
1: Thunberg. Thunberg whatever.
0: Thun, Thun, tune Whatever. Toon. Say toon. Yeah, Thunberg. <laughs> that's, what, yeah, that's what I said. Tony Thunberg. <laughs> She's now 21. Yeah. This is a very precarious time in her life because she can go from... And this happens with child actors, too. You What's go that? from popular child actor, but then they reach a certain age, and they just become kind of like this grouchy adult that you know, nobody wants to listen to anymore. So she's well, got to be very careful how she proceeds these next few years.
1: Well, I would argue that, uh, I understand her, her points, but, uh, she's been, you know, augmentative, <laughs> argumentative. This
0: well, time. she's been argumentative. since <laughs> She was like 10 years old. I know. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's her, her shtick, but yeah, it backfire. If you run that horse too long, well, maybe well, that was a mixed metaphor. If there ever was one, <laughs> Listener birthdays go out of the state, too. January 3rd, Thomas Gideon from the Command Line podcast. Steve yeah. from Canada is on the 6th. Elvis is on the 8th. About and there. Lingo from the Britain Yankee podcast, or a former, I don't know if he's still on there anymore, uh, is on the 9th. That's the way it was on this day in history for January 3rd, 2024. We need to update our template because it said 2023. Oh, if you want to get on the birthday calendar, you can go over to ChuckChat.com slash birthday. Where's the title, Craig? Where's the title? I'm trying to pull it up. <laughs> Bam. There you go. And we, we will give you a shout out at the appropriate time of year. Hang on. I got to mute my phone. There's a whole bunch of text messages coming in through my glasses. <laughs> they really loud when you is, put the headphones is on. Is that the
1: first time you've ever said that?
0: <laughs> yes. Well, not not to this crowd, but yeah. That's the end. That's the way it was on this day in history for January twenty-third, twenty twenty-four. In case you missed it, Craig and I both got Amazon Echo Frames. Yes. Third generation. Yes. They were released on December 7th, so we ordered we pre-ordered them because there was a substantial discount. And a mm-hmm. lens installed. Mine came in on the 26th or 27th. <laughs> I think VisionWorks uses the same computer system as British Airways uses to track their lost luggage. <laughs> so I got yep. this email on, what was it, like the 21st, the week before? Said, hey, you've got two pair of glasses because I ordered progressive lenses in my Echo frames. And then I ordered mm-hmm. a pair of computer progressives in a set of standard black frames. And they said, one of your orders is in. Well, I was feeling pretty sickly right. those few days before Christmas. So I wasn't going to get up, haul my tired, sick butt over to VisionWorks. Walk in. Get one <laughs> pair of glasses and then come right. back a few days later. To get there. I said, I'll wait for the second ones to come in. Your estimated arrival on the second pair is December 26th. Right. Right after Christmas. Yeah. So the day before Christmas, the status changed to one has been completed. The other went from inspecting, which is right before it's time to pick it up. It went from inspecting to, what was it, like, undefined. Like, what? <laughs> Divide by zero. What just <laughs> happened here? So I waited until the 26th, and I checked again. And then I called on the 27th. I said, uh, what happened? It was, it was, you know, a few days ago, it said it was almost ready to pick up. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, nowhere to be found. So the lady types in the computer. Oh, it should be here in the next few days. But hang on. What? <laughs> like,
1: she, me around. Over,
0: she walks over to the uh, the lady who took my order and did the fitting and whatnot. And she, she comes back to the phone. She goes, oh, they're in. I said, you have a bug in your software somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So they were in. Apparently, the computer system kind of freaked out on something and went, eh. So ladies and gentlemen, the message of the story is don't always believe everything you see online. Call, have it verified, walk into the luggage department and lay your hands on your luggage. That's (laughs) exactly what I did. I I did that exact
1: same thing. Uh, They, they, I called one day and they said, um, they should be here in another week. And I was like, well, that's a little bit further out than what you predicted. And I was really thought, but I was just, I thought I would just call and check. And then I've waited a few days. I called again. Yeah, they're right here. It's like, Okay, I'll be there in a few minutes.
0: Yeah. So. And they really are nice. I mean, if you're looking for high fidelity headphones, they're not. But they are right. nice because you don't have to put in earbuds. You've you've basically got a set of open ear Bluetooth headphones with you mm-hmm. all the time. So, you know, podcasts or weather or whatever. Yeah. You can listen to them and then just tap the frame and they pause. I was just on a phone call. I I did find out if you, what was it? We were talking or walking or listening to a podcast or something. I really put them through the paces to find out what the battery life is. Yeah. And it was about six or seven hours. It was, it was decent. It's not all day. Eventually it did, you know, wear down and say, Hey, you know, you're down to 15%. -hmm. Um, But for moderate use, They'll last all day. What I am oh, yeah. finding is the third generation now sits in a cradle, so they don't have a cable to attach to them.
1: Oh, you're going with this?
0: The cradle is kind of fussy. It sucks. It, I, they just, they did not
1: use this. Somebody didn't use this or get some feedback before they put this this uh, this part out. There's a little
0: drawing I, that says you know stack them this way, so basically the lenses are facing the ceiling, not yes. facing you know vertically, looking right. at you. Mm -hmm. which is clear, but you put it in there and it, it flashes red. Like it's not installed properly. If you just tweak it a little bit, you can get it to go to Amber, which means it's charging and eventually it should turn green. So I go to bed on Amber setting. I wake up and it's red and I like, Oh, it only got (laughs) 75% of the way done. What happened in the middle of the night? It's not like I jostled them last night.
1: Okay. So uh, I don't have a good place to put that charger in my bedroom. So in my little office, uh, I got it on my desk. I put the glasses on there. The little orange light came on. I went, All right, I'm going to bed. Came up here this morning, put them on. The battery was at 26%. I was like, Okay. Something didn't happen. Uh yeah, they, weren't, they-, they weren't even green this morning. It was has uh, still had the orange indicator. Oh, it was still orange. So, so I was like so. I was like, I don't think something happened when I put them on 26%. Uh so and I was like they were in there like they were supposed to. I don't know. There was no. What I'm
0: going to do Craig is not charge them at night because they seem to something happens in a little bit of light rather than one big charge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the charger by my desk because when I'm at my computer, I use the computer progressives, which I absolutely love. Okay. They, are, they are perfect for both the screen on the laptop near me mm-hmm. and the monitor or two monitors in my case that are further away. And I don't have to tilt my head and look around and you know, do that crazy thing. Like where's the sweet okay. spot on that. So while I'm wearing those at the computer, I can be charging the echo frames and keep an eye on them to make sure that they stay sharp. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm going to do is give them incremental charges during the day to keep them a little higher.
1: I may try that. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll give that a shot. I, one thing I do like, I get, I wear progressives also. Um, they actually, since the lenses are bigger than I've, I've had in the past, yeah, uh, I find it's a little easier to use um, the, uh, you know, find the progressive, the hot spots where you can, the target zones or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but I can use them on my laptop. But my, I got kind of a wide Samsung monitor, so yeah. that's why the single vision is so much easier. Uh, I don't have to sit there and move my head around. On that,
0: that makes movie. sense.
1: Hey, I will say one other thing I, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I know you said you weren't a big fan of uh, the transitions. I got transitions this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, it's really good. Uh, they get sufficiently dark. Uh, it doesn't look too bad from my point of view looking out. And by the time I'm in the house walking around and I realize, oh, they've cleared up. You know, So uh, yeah. I think they've made a, a generational leap with this last uh, formula that they've done.
0: Um, I found yeah. them, uh, and I know that they're getting faster at the transitions. I think I had some in 2004, 2005, something. Yeah. And I was going between buildings in the winter. So, you know, you walk outside, it's blindingly bright. Were, going, oh, and all that change. But by the time I went across the street to the other building, they're dark, and now I'm inside with dark glasses waiting for them to clear up. It was, I was like, he's yeah. kind of out of phase on that thing. I, th- but-
1: I think it took about a minute or so to uh, clear up. So that's not too bad. Uh, And no generation eight, which came out just a couple years ago is much better at at doing the transition part. And not only that, but you can get them transitions with um, uh, that are polarized. So it gets even darker, uh, which they've never had before. I didn't didn't do all that, but I was, I was worried if uh, I got polarized transitions and I really liked them and I turned my phone sideways to take a picture and the screen, you know how you ever have polarized sunglasses yes, on, and you turn yes. your phone, and it goes dark. Yep, I was. I didn't want that to happen, so I didn't.
0: Should we get into the news? Yeah, let's do it. Random button. Top secret news, everyone. I don't know if I call it top secret, but uh, Bad news, sorry. everyone. I did, I did that. <laughs> Thanks. Well, that second button. Two stories from Forbes about space. Uh, yes, that we should keep an eye out for in this next year. First one is Artemis Two. So they have selected four astronauts that will be going to the moon, not landing on the moon, but going around the moon and coming back in 2024. And the other one is, uh, a note about how the risk of space junk is becoming greater and greater with every year. We're sending up more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Collisions. If you watched the movie gravity, you kind of know that junk begets more junk. didn't, didn't, uh, SpaceX
1: do, uh, pretty much a record year for them. So imagine they're, I mean, they're sending stuff up all the time, you know, yep. not just that, but uh, there's all
0: kinds of stuff up there. So they're saying, you know, well, the worst case scenario is quite bad, meaning everything starts running into everything else, causing more shrapnel to blow up other things. I said, it probably won't happen this year. That's because, uh, orbit is still quite a vast area. Plus, the bulk of satellites are actually in low Earth orbits, where even if it were a cascade of collisions, much of the debris would re-enter the atmosphere and burn up relatively soon. So, uh, yeah, we got. Uh, if you get too much of that stuff flying around, you can't launch anything new because it's just going to go up again.
1: Yeah, yeah. What was that? Um, what was that a uh, planetarium uh, a few years ago. I mean, I've known about the problem but visualizing it uh, on the on the big screen. Um, they were talking about ways they were looking at removing junk, space junk. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you can tell there's going to be a point when there's so much stuff out there. Satellites, you know, that maybe they haven't decommissioned. I just have that feeling like there's going to be like a tiny window that's moving around the Earth. That's where they can get a rocket out.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and, and th- even if they were to put... Something in in uh, let's say there's an international law that says oh you have to have a self destruct that launches it back into the atmosphere at the end of its life cycle. So right. you put a little can of propellant that says okay time to descend. Yeah, if they put that into a law now. You've got years before the first spaceships get to space with that. Yeah, that means everything that's been launched before is still a potential hazard hmm <laughs> it's well it's,
1: remember um it's caused at this point i remember a few years ago uh russia destroyed a satellite no, the chinese no russian russia s- destroyed a satellite intentionally so that you know and that was a a, cl- a cloud of material flying around
0: yeah pretty sure it was the chinese they just went mm. okay pew, there No, I, was a, I think it was a russians Someone can check fact check us. Nobody ever claimed this podcast was fact checked. <laughs> no. That always after, cracks me up hey, when I'm listening to NPR shortwave and they always add at the end. This podcast was fact checked by so and so. Like, hey, that's a good
1: idea. Hey, after 19 years of not doing it before, I'm we're gonna start we're gonna start now. So
0: <laughs> we don't have the budget. <laughs> right. We also have another space story from NASA. This one comes to us from Fox. Foxweather.com. Remember the uh, the spacecraft that went out to Bennu and brought us back the uh, satellite yes. soil sample just yep. recently, dropped it off in September? Well, the satellite is still out there, so they're repurposing it. So OSIRIS-REx is going to be renamed OSIRIS-APEX, and the Apex is for Apophis Explorer, because you see there's a an asteroid coming by mm-hmm. called Apophis, named That's after the greek god of chaos yes it's going to and in 2029 it's going to come within 20,000 miles of earth so it's going to stop by and go hey apophis what's happening yeah it's if it's close enough and it's made of the material they think it is the earth's gravity is going to tug at it a little bit and it will do some shedding of material so osiris apex will be right there to analyze what's going on
1: well, this is also the asteroid that I've seen, um, uh, you know, endless talks about that one that if it threads a certain keyhole yeah. center, uh, center around er- uh, earth, yep. it's going to tug it enough where when it comes back around, it's going to hit earth.
0: Yeah, but that's not going to happen because we already passed the keyhole event. It didn't happen, and it only comes around once every 7,500 years. They said, it's not going to affect us, at least in our lifetime.
1: <laughs> our our kids, 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 kids. Yeah,
0: <laughs> not, not to worry. But we will learn something from it, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. And they're repurposing Osiris Rex to be Osiris Apex. So that's fun. Mm. I like that. Ready for a Hacks of Strange Story? Yes. Well, it turns out Star Trek was right about another thing. You can have a <laughs> conversation with a humpback whale. Yeah, and, and I love how they there's this there's this thing called whale SETI. Now that's not yes. a pun. It's not C E T I, as in cetacean, okay, which is the family of whales. Right. It's S E T I, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. They're using the whale language to say, "Hey, there may be patterns here." there may be things we're looking for so if we receive some of these patterns from an extraterrestrial intelligence we'll have a better idea of how to decode it and maybe have a conversation right so i thought what if the aliens are looking for intelligent life and they don't go for the humans they start talking to the whales now we've got star trek 4 the voyage home <laughs> yep Hope comes to communicate with the whales, and humans are in the way because they just cause their own extinction. So, there's there's a great article in here it talks about whale SETI, which <laughs> just, I can't I can't stop thinking about <laughs> SETI Alpha Five and yeah. citation Institute and all that good stuff. But, um, you know, fun read through here, and what they're looking for. Uh, it just it went, it had Star trek four written all over it for me I know there it sure did here was that
1: there'd be whales here, yeah, what was that I was trying to find <laughs> I was actually trying to find the quote from uh you know uh damn it your uh your um your empathy uh only reaches you know Oh, never mind i was where she was given that uh They got a hard time about not worrying about how the whales feel when they were taken off. Remember?
0: I I think they probably could short circuit this whole whale SETI project if they just sent Spock into the tank and swim with Gracie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I thought
1: it was interesting. They were trying to talk with, they said they had a, uh, they had a, they were having a
0: conversation
1: with it, but I don't think they really said, you know. They,
0: they kind of, they kind of said what they were doing. They recorded some patterns that were basic whale greeting. So they lowered down the hydrophone and they played these and well, what do you know? Bernard or whatever the whale's name was showed up and started making the re- appropriate responses. You know, it's like if somebody says, hi, Craig, how are you? Yeah. You would respond appropriately going, I'm fine. Sure. Wish I could speak whale. Yeah. <laughs> Should yeah. you give a shout out to the chat room? Sure. Hey, look, it's Stephen Weshy. He showed there up. There he is. There hey, is. happy new year. And we have Mike Robison. I don't know if he's calling us Space Cowboys or talking about the Space Junk movies that we were talking about earlier before. Oh, that's
1: what they were doing. Were uh, Space Cowboys?
0: Space Cowboys. Um, yeah, he said, haven't they already made many movies about this? Yes. Yes. Space Cowboys. That'd be a good band name, too. <laughs> that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. We do this show live on Sunday nights at 8.30 Eastern time, but it's not Sunday when we're recording this because we had New Year's Eve celebrations happening. So we're recording this the first day of 2024. Good to see you. Happy New Year. Wish you all the best. It's going to be a great year. You just keep telling yourself that. Maybe it'll come true. Yeah. He said, soon the internet will be broken by whales playing Candy Crush.
1: They're gonna get their fins over and start use touch using uh little touch devices like cell phones.
0: No, they're they're gonna have the electronic implants in their brains. Oh, I see. Yeah, you know, worked for the monkey.
1: <laughs> I'm still waiting. Well, we're getting closer. I got uh, a
0: <laughs> Right the glasses that <laughs> I've had at this point I've had a lot of things put in me and a lot of things taken out of me.
1: <laughs> starting to feel like Are you kind of was- evening out? Are you walking sideways a little bit because of the weight distribution?
0: Darth Vader. Oh, what else we got? We got thank you to our patrons. Let's thank the patrons, too, while we're here. So thank you very much to the following individuals. They contributed as little as a dollar a show. People like Alexis Duran, Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, Abner Braverman, Ben Vaughn, Brian Brown, Chris Martinez, Chris MC, Dandy Mancoyer, Dean Jensen, Denise Inglis, Gary Lindros, John Clifford, John Noble, Yorga and all these wonderful people like Kyle Nishioka, Leon, Mark Kilfoyle, Brad Miller, Mike Wills, Saturday Morning Media, Stephen Weshy, who just showed up and said hello, Steve Cody, Steve Therian, Steve Webb, Steve London, and Tim Cork. All of them have birthdays, too. If you have a birthday—now, that was earlier—if you want to be one of these patrons mentioned on the show and get a special episode— depending on your level of contribution. You'll also get a postcard and maybe, maybe a t-shirt if you get to that t-shirt level. We do that once a year. Look forward to adding you to the list. Go over to patreon.com slash Podcast, and uh, you'll have our undying love, at least until the next monthly payment. (laughs) No, we'll just stop that. Okay. You forgot to put the banner up for that one again, too. Oh, here you go. Ding! There you go. So Patreon.com/slash Technorama podcast. I remembered it without having to read it this time. Getting better after 731 shows. That's right. Some of these people have been donating since the beginning. Oh, well, you know what that music means? Oh, where's my remote? Oh, I guess it's under the couch. Oh well. You hope it's under the couch. Yeah. When in doubt, check the couch. And you know the cats. They you know
1: they are. They are it off. It's my poetry.
0: All right. What have you? Uh, I, It looks like I got more, so I'll go and we can interleave. Yeah, you start first. <laughs> okay. I watched a very good series on Netflix called Bodies. Okay. And at first I thought it was going to be like a true crime show or not, but no, it is a science fiction show with some back and forth time travel thing. Not, not mm. time travel in a sense, but they're jumping between oh. different timelines 1890, 1941, 2023, and 2053 on this case where these people keep finding the same body in the same place. Like, Hey, this guy showed up with this weird tattoo. He was naked and he was shot in the eye. Yeah. That reminds
1: why. me of, sounds like looper. Remember that with Bruce it, Willis it
0: almost had this feeling of, uh, if you remember the movie predestination, Mike Menegay introduced us to that one. That was good. Right. Where the guy is basically his own father and mother. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, so you could, that was, that was the vibe that was going through my head. For the first part of the movie, the first it's like an eight-part series. Then in the middle, I kind of lost that thought, and then it came back at the end, going, "Ah, I see it now." So it was. I thought it was very well done. Uh, The acting, and there weren't any you know big names in this thing, but the acting was really well done. I highly recommend watching Bodies if you like a good sci-fi that happens in multiple timelines at the same time. All right, go ahead and give us another one that your list is bigger than mine. Um, this one's called curry and cyanide, not mm. a recipe. I recommend, uh, <laughs> the subtitle is the jolly Joseph case or Jolly <laughs> Joseph case. It's about a lady who basically becomes a serial killer in India. So most of it is in Hindi, I believe with subtitles. There's a number of people who are speaking English, uh, but I left the subtitles on the whole time yep. and they, they, they talk about this girl who met this man named Roy, who is part of this fairly well-to-do family, uh, and she inserts herself in there with some lies and says, "Oh, I've got a degree from such and such, you know, technical institute." And they go, "Oh, that's very impressive." But then, when the mother-in-law starts pesting her with credentials like that, you should really get a job. Why don't you have a job? She says, "Well, I just want to be a you know a housewife and take care of my husband." You should really have a job and. The woman gets so fed up, she poisons her mother-in-law. Oh no! Oh, it goes for that was two thousand and two. Then there's another one in two thousand and eight, and another one in two thousand eleven. She eventually kills her husband, and then uh, sadly, there's like a two-year-old girl that is caught in the line of fire, and she's basically killing these people with cyanide poisoning. But nobody, all of them, all five except for one, had no postmortem. Only her husband. Was ruled death by cyanide, and she fed the story that well, he died from suicide because he was way in debt, which he was in debt, but he wasn't suicidal. Uh, and she got away with it. And, and her her sister in law, the, the Roy, her Jolly's husband, uh, her, her his, his sister, I can't remember her name. Uh, she was basically one of the main. Interviewees on this show. And towards the end, they said, Why didn't you see the warning signs sooner? How did you let this get so far? Because, you know, do you ask your sister in law or wife or daughter in law, do you ask her for her credentials when she says, Hey, I graduated from such and such? No, nobody does. (laughs) This family's built on trust. And she abused that trust to such a point where Mm -hmm. it just kind of went without saying. Wow. Um, now the, the the real question is: Did she act alone? It is still an open court case in 2023. Wow. So uh, they had. Oh, should say, be closed oh, by now. So far, she's been accused. She's been convicted of murdering her husband with cyanide. Uh, but they weren't able. They exhumed many of the other bodies, but they weren't able to. Uh, Let's with any degree that. of certainty detect cyanide in what was left of, you know, bones from 20 years ago. That's that's a tough one. So I thought it was a fascinating story of just how far somebody could go without being detected in the modern era. If you you think about something like this happening in the thirties or forties or fifties, like, yeah, 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 this police department didn't talk to that federal department. You can get away with it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a sad, sad story but mm, that's yeah, yeah. Cur- curry and cyanide all right
1: um I, I watched the classic uh i think it was um uh joe Fiore brought it up i think uh so i went you know what? i'm going to go watch it i watched the muppet christmas carol which is great uh had michael kane in there as scrooge that's a classic you know what what can i really say about it i mean i you know enjoyed i enjoyed it again have
0: seen that once many many years ago it was very good
1: it came out in like '92, I think, yeah. I or something like that. Uh, the reason I I know is because when I started watching it, you know, they were uh, this is Brian Henson actually directed it, uh, and they they had a mention of Jim Henson on. It. I went, wow, when was this done? Because I thought it was done earlier, mm-hmm. before Jim Henson passed away, but apparently it not. It was not so.
0: Uh, I also watched a Christmas special one that really? I had not seen. I've I seen bits and pieces, but we watched it uh, in two sittings. It was uh, Bing Crosby's white Christmas from 1954 with Danny Kay. Right. Uh, it was, it was fun to watch from a nostalgia standpoint. I'd never seen it. There are obviously lots of musical numbers in there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was one of those good, clean, wholesome movies. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I didn't really know what the storyline was like, where did they go and why did they do this? And, and who's behind that? And, uh, but it was, it was a fun watch. I could see that turning into a Christmas tradition. Yeah. It was, it was only on until December 31st. A lot of content on Netflix had the tags, you know, watch oh, before yeah. December 31st. Like, huh? Right.
1: Yeah. Now white Christmas is not the, this is, I mean, I, I've, I've heard about it several times. Uh, I think I've seen it. I know I've seen it before, but um, several people have mentioned that as a good Christmas movie this, this year, which is unusual. I don't think I've heard a lot of people mention it before. So yeah. Of course, this, you-
0: cinematography was really good. In fact, the colors were so vibrant. You think it was a colorized movie. We mm-hmm. can always tell colorized movies when you watch people's teeth. Cause they'll still, <laughs> you know, have yeah. like a gray black yeah, color, yeah. color in them. Yeah. This was actually colored and very vibrant. Okay.
1: Um, Yeah, well, we, of course, watched our regular Christmas stuff this year, um, which I didn't put them on my list. You know, everything from starting with uh, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles all the way through all the Christmas stuff. Harry Potter. Christmas Vacation. Yeah, Harry Potter. Uh, Christmas Vacation, you know, all those kind of things. Um, But, so I didn't put those on my list. However, uh, I did finish watching What If season two, which is, um, on Disney plus it's the multiverse version of what if, you know, Peggy Carter was, you know, Captain Carter and she had, uh, Captain America's kind of powers, you know, as Captain Britain or as a British version of Captain America, uh, and everything's kind of flipped upside down. It's really cool. I've I've seen the, I mentioned this the first time when we talked about season one is, I used to really enjoy the comic, you know, what if, and they would turn characters on their, on their ear and it'd be a whole different concept. And they did the, a great job with season two. I really enjoyed it. And there were some fight scenes that were just amazing. I was like, they did a really good job with this animation. So it was well worth it. And they released over nine days. They released nine episodes, one, a, one a day. Uh, and they just finished other, uh on New Year's uh, New Year's Eve, so it's worth checking out. Uh, it's on Disney Plus.
0: Very cool. Uh, I watched another classic from 1975, Robert Redford film, The Great Waldo Pepper. I remember mm. when this came out in the theaters, but I never, I never actually watched it. This is another one where I knew roughly what it was about but I'd never seen the whole thing end to end. So, yeah. Hey, I was sick for a few days. I had a lot of time on my hands. (laughs) It looks like it. In fact, I got, I got, I got some movies started or some series started that I just didn't finish. I said, I can't watch this. I'm, I'm too bored. I'm too, it's not capturing my interest. And I had a, this list would probably be twice as long if I was talking about everything that I started. Right. Yeah. Um, but The Great Waldo Pepper, a fun movie, it takes place in the 1920s. He's a barnstormer, working his way across the country, but he's also a bit of a flimflam man, you know, making up stories and and trying to get trying to make a buck just yeah. to outdo the other guy or telling stories about when he was in World War 1 against the the great flying ace Ernst um what was his name? Not Henkel. Um I forget, but uh at the end he gets to meet his hero and they have this kind of mock dog fight, but it's a fun movie. It does go on a little longer than I think it may need to, but yeah. uh, Yeah. If you're just looking for a great sit down, watch an old vintage flick, the great Waldo pepper and, uh, you know, Robert Redford was a good looking man back in his day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely.
1: Um, i Kim and I started watching *Reacher* season two, which is still in flight, so we're not done with it yet. And and they're still releasing episodes each Friday. But it's this one I, I really uh, am liking because he somebody is targeting people that uh, that he served with, and they were military investigators. And somebody, like I said, is for they're trying to figure out who and why they're targeting people that in their group and. Uh I like it because introduces some people that are familiar with Jack Reacher on a personal level rather than him just being a loner. Like you saw the first season, didn't you?
0: I did, but I'm confusing it with another show. There were like three like, things we were watching that felt know, very similar. Well, he's you know,
1: he, he's just been on his own, kind of traveling around. Now he's in a little different situation because he's with the people that he served with and they're they know each other very well. So, has got a little more of a team kind of uh, feel about it, you know, when yeah. they're working together. So, um, but so far, I'm really liking it. It's good, like the first season, even, uh, probably a little better. So,
0: yeah. Cool. We'll keep an eye out for that. And that's on Prime, by the way. I did finally get around to watching Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. <laughs> and uh, it was. It was a bit drawn out, like they kept Wonder Woman in the wings way too long, in my opinion, right, and uh, did they it 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 either should have been Batman was trying to get the Kryptonite to defeat Superman because yeah you know, he, he well for the reasons that he was claiming you know Superman is just going around being destructive, he's not beholden to anyone, and he's an alien and blah 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 yeah or it should have been um oh, who was the an- antagonist Lex? Yeah, le- uh yeah, Lex Luthor's son, Alex or whatever you right. want him in this one. Uh it 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 should have been one or the other. You know, mm-hmm. I really I wanted to hate Lex Luthor, but he was just he seemed like a spoiled brat to me. He just yeah. didn't <laughs> he didn't yeah. He didn't exude that evil villain complex uh, you know it was it was smart but it's like pick a lane who is who is really in charge here of you know of taking down superman yeah that's a good point i i think you're you're on something
1: because there was really two i would i would argue there was two villains and you're following and the they had to team yeah, up because, yeah well i mean i say look i say there's two villains Batman being one of them against Superman because he's he's against Superman. He's he's wanting to get the kryptonite and do his thing because he has his beliefs. And then you have Lex Luthor doing his thing.
0: So and like you said, it was spread out. Yeah. So there was too much going on, but it was all spread out at the same time. Um, <laughs> there were also a couple of just like darn inconsistency things like, uh you know, if we all know that if Superman gets near kryptonite, he basically loses his power. Yet somehow he's able to carry, fly with this spear in order to kill. What was the monster's name? Doom. Yeah. Um, You know, somehow he was able to fly out of that pool of water where Lois had thrown the spear. he, He dove down in the water, but he barely survived getting out of the pool. And somebody picks up this spear that's draining the life force from him but he can fly pretty darn good mm-hmm. to, to stab doom like well, well he was you could see he
1: was struggling to do it that's why I,
0: <laughs> he was really bearing down on, I don't know yeah it seemed like he he mustered just a little more energy than was actually should have been there now if you if you take out the
1: the story and just for the visuals I thought it was great you know oh, as far yeah. as the visuals dramatically it was wonderful the so, fight okay. scene with Batman and Superman was Really cool. Uh yeah, the whole thing was cool. But yeah, you're right. The story I think was the was the weak part. They should have focused on Lex or something like that. And then Superman trying to convince Batman to work with him, you know, which they kind of did that, but it was just like you said it was spread
0: out too much. I don't yeah. Yeah. And then you mix in, well, there's other metahumans here too. Really? How many? Well, oh let me introduce you to Wonder Woman. I thought she was with you. No, I thought she was with you. I did like that little scene. <laughs> A crappy way to introduce somebody. I did like that little
1: scene though. They were like, "I thought she was." With you. I thought she was with you. Oh, oh. Yeah. I don't
0: know this one. But yeah.
1: Um, speaking of Christmas movies, we we skipped Die Hard, went to watch Die Hard two. I don't think Harrison had seen it before, and it takes place at Christmas. You know, so uh, yet again another Die Hard Christmas movie, and.
0: Hey, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, then so is Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, I like Die Hard too. Um, not quite as much as I like the first Die Hard, uh, but there is some um, some pretty cool stuff because he's got you know he's gotten his a little bit of reputation now. Like oh John McClane again with this guy, and you know he's having to. Uh, he's not getting any support from the police the military that's there or anything, or even the airport security. So he's having to do this on his own. He's trying to save his wife that's circling the airport. <laughs> so and the I snow. thought it was pretty good. In huh? the snow. Yeah. So I I like Die Hard 2. Um, probably, like you said, it's probably not quite as good as the first one, but yeah.
0: My last movie that I watched was actually just this afternoon. I watched Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. I yeah. thought that was good. Yeah, it had it, it. It went a little over the top in some spots with the nostalgia thing. Yeah, like how many different outfits he could wear? And oh, ha ha ha, parachute pants. Oh, ha ha ha, fanny <laughs> pack. Oh, ha ha ha, you know who would yeah. wear something like this? Uh, but I thought it was a, a fairly interesting storyline from the f- standpoint of there's this ancient artifact that was imbued with these properties to grant wishes. And Oh my gosh, we've traced it through history and it's, it's preceded the downfall of many great civilizations. Yep. Uh, I thought the ending got a little over the top um, with what's her name becoming the cheetah woman. Good. Well, Oh yeah. Uh, again, who's, who's the villain here? Is it, is it her or is it, Max Lord, who keeps granting these wishes and taking more and more power. And if, if he got a, a, a freaking nosebleed from giving a, you know, a pony to a kid or whatever it was on a minor thing, right? you would think he'd have an aneurysm keel over and die when he granted a whole bunch of missiles to the president. You know, it just, there was, <laughs> there was no scale to his ailments. Right. Uh, and, and, and it wasn't until later that he thought, oh, hey, I better start wishing, you know, or taking return gifts on fixing my internal organs or whatever it is. It just, yeah. Ellie, he was he was playing that too long. Uh, and then, you know, magically at the end, she pulls a Captain Kirk and talks him out of it, you know. Yeah. yeah well, that, I, did, I didn't hate that movie. I thought it was all right. didn't hate it. It was, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Again, visually it was fun and it's always fun fun to see chris
1: pine
0: uh yeah in movies but it was i don't know i'd I'd probably give this one like a seven it was decent you know as far as superhero movies go yeah
1: um i did add one to my list i i forgot when you said you just watched one today i went kim and i watched one last night it's called the holdovers it's on peacock Mm -hmm. and it uh has paul giamatti in it and he's a Uh, a teacher at a, at a private school or a boarding school. Yeah. Yeah. And he's stay, he's there through the holidays. And there's about, there's a handful of students that are also there through the holidays uh, that are staying at the school. So he's kind of stuck in his ways. And of course, you know, it's over the course of the few weeks of when they have Christmas vacation through the new year and, uh, I thought it was pretty good, uh, the way the characters ended up working out their own, uh, issues, you know, be- interacting with each other. I thought it was a great yeah. movie. It takes place in, in around 1970. Cause at the end, it's happy new year, 1971. <laughs> so, uh, it was 1970 and the aesthetic they had in that movie was spot on because you know, I, I was born in 69. So I'm familiar with the way things look around that time frame. You know, mm-hmm. I loved it in yeah, the clothes, all that stuff. It, it did a good job. So uh, it's a little slow movie, but overall I enjoyed the character interactions and the way they kind of worked on their own issues throughout this couple of weeks and, um, and the way things turned out. So it was a good movie.
0: Yeah. The holdovers. All right. Good. Yep. good. We have one more Quick story from the Geek Library. So we we'll play the Greek, keep the, the Greek Library. The Greek Library. <laughs> Greek Library. You're on that Alexandria uh,
1: the library too. <laughs> <Two. laughs> hey, now I put this in there because recently you and I have had a discussion about putting these uh, Air Tags or Samsung Tags tiles,
0: whatever you want, in your luggage. So yeah, you can track them. So. Well, even right. closer to home is this lady was flying into the Charlotte airport or through the Charlotte airport, whatever. It was. She was picking up luggage and it got stolen. So it wasn't just like missing baggage. It was stolen baggage. Right. And she started tracking it because a week before or so she was watching some influencer or something and said, hey, you should really get these. So she threw it in her bag. Mm-hmm. And at first she couldn't track it. She said it was uh, it was headed West from Charlotte mm-hmm. over to uh, Gastonia, which That's is right. where we stopped for Five Guys Burgers a few That's weeks. That's right. Ago. Hey, okay. Full disclosure, we did not have her luggage. No, we were there. <laughs> this just happened to her over like the Christmas holidays. So yeah. this is a very new recent story. Happened yeah. weeks after we went through. I did not steal her luggage. After what happened to me with British Airways losing my luggage, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. No. So she eventually did track it down and uh they were having some problems at first so they came back later and said oh it's on this street in gastonia they found the person they also found him with some other stolen luggage apparently they had sold the clothing for money um but this person was eventually picked up on drug charges and it's being held on ten thousand dollars bail yeah
1: yeah they found luggage and drugs there yeah jackpot hey well you know and i I can't remember if i I think I told the story on the show, but, um, my wife and my son went to New York and I told, I told my wife, I put a Samsung tracker in her luggage Mm -hmm. and she gave me that look like, why would I need that? And I was like, just trust me in case something happens to your luggage. That's the only reason I put it in there. And, you know, obviously I told her about it, but, um, so she, she gets, they get to New York. It's like, Oh, did you get your luggage? No. Well, they're in New York. I pull up Samsung things and I see that their luggage is in Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) So, uh, the, she mentioned it to one of the representatives at the, uh, uh, for the airline. And they were like, I'm sorry, we can't really do anything for you. And then she said, uh, she, well, my husband says it's in Nashville. Oh, he's got a tracker. Come with me. And they got it. And that when I watched it go to Orlando, then I watched it go to New York. Then I watched it go on the van around New York to their hotel. Yep. I knew when their luggage arrived and it was kind of amazing to watch.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if these things start coming standard with all luggage. It's just a built-in feature Good. because they're, they're so common. My recommendation, however, is if you use one of these, the thieves are getting smarter. They look for them and, and toss them out. So uh, what, a couple of my suitcases have a lining. It's a hard shell and then yeah. it's got like a nylon liner with a zipper in it. Yeah. Put it inside between the hard shell and the lining. So they, they can't just yeah. like thumb through it and go, there it is, toss it out. And now your tracker is, you know, yeah, you're the, tracking the, the street. Pan. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're checking the street. But yeah. yeah, I thought of I thought of the same thing. We didn't do this this last time we traveled, but, um, well, what's funny is I'd put trackers in our luggage on this last trip we went. And I could see where we got on the ferry to go. We were went to the Virgin islands. We were in the British Virgin islands. We go over to the, uh, St. John, mm-hmm. Saint John's to the U S version. And we were on the ferry and I went, I don't think our luggage is on this ferry. And sure enough, it wasn't, well, they weren't, it wasn't in danger of getting lost. They were just going to put it on the next ferry, but I could watch it sit there on the, uh docked for a while until they you know loaded it up and then I watched it go across the <laughs> across the water it was kind of neat i knew it when it showed up what what's yeah. even interesting is we were having dinner right there on the there's a beach area at the resort and we were we were having dinner and i wa- i pulled up my phone i could see the tracker moving in the water and then i could see the ferry pull up to the <laughs> to the place and went oh there's our luggage you know could see it across the water
0: it's cool another recommendation is before you take a trip check the batteries on those things they are you see know, yeah. on 2032s and they don't last forever no so last thing you want is to have the confidence to go yep i've got a tracker in the bag and then realize when you need it it's not responding because the battery died six months ago when it was sitting in your garage That's right yeah yeah oh mike corrected us the the Evil monster was Zod slash Doomsday. I'm sorry. That's yeah. I realized that after uh. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. All right. That takes us to the end. We got one more question of the week for you to consider this week. What are you looking forward to in the new year?
1: Um, I'm looking forward to us hitting our 19 years.
0: I'm looking forward to another Star Trek cruise. I'm uh, yep. looking forward to another knowledge conference for did I say another 19 years? 19 years. <laughs> yeah, I think you said reaching 19 years.
1: Yeah, reaching 19 years. Reaching uh, 19 years. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the cruise as well. I'm starting to get more excited. I, I really felt too excited about it until after the new year. Right. I guess because it's only a couple months away.
0: Well, uh, my phone came up and said, five years ago you were on the Star Trek cruise with Clinton because <laughs> they used to be at the, in, at the yeah. beginning of January. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, well, that looks like fun. Can we do that now? Yeah, right. So we're going to ask you again on social media, dear listener. What are you excited for in the new year? So be ready with your answer. But until then, we're going to play the music and get on out of here. If you want to get in touch with us, you can call us on the listener line at 707-530-2428. We have not heard from any of you in a very, very long time. Yeah. We've got to keep that phone number going. So you got to call it. Somebody's got to call it. About once a month or so, I get this recurring task that says, check in to the technorama voicemail to make sure it doesn't die on us <laughs> <laughs> or you of course you can always email us technorama at chuckchat.com which many of you have thank you very much for the feedback the comments the suggestions on questions yes. of the week etc so much appreciated many of them happen to be our patron people so you don't have to be a patron to send us email but it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt <laughs> that's right <Yep. laughs> thank you once again for listening thank you for all the help with the articles and whatnot Craig. And be sure to uh, tell a friend about Technorama and give us a binary high five. All right. One zero one. Happy New Year.